This podcast was recorded in November 2019. While the world looks a lot different today, we believe this content remains valuable for helping organizations move forward. For cyber criminals, crime does pay. According to cybercrime statistics, 43% of businesses were hit by a cybersecurity breach in 2018, and the state of California alone lost more than $214 million due to cyber criminals. With this in mind, it might be hard to understand why businesses continue to default to a trust-first approach when it comes to protecting their data and IT infrastructure. I'm Julie Jars from Workday. Today on the Workday podcast, we'll learn more about the concept of zero trust, a growing area of interest in cybersecurity, and one that puts businesses firmly back in control. I'm joined today by Archna Ramamurti, Senior Director of Security Product Management at Workday. Welcome to Milan, Archana. Thanks, Julie. It's a pleasure to be back here at Workday Rising in Europe. So it's been almost a year since you recorded a podcast in Vienna, and I wanted to start by talking about how the world of work is changing given the digital nature of society that in itself creates risk. How do you see the threat landscape in 2020? Well, the cybersecurity landscape has continued to evolve since our last conversation in Vienna. You know that there is a Verizon 2019 breach investigation report that came out this year. And as part of that, about two particular trends have taken center stage. There's been an increase in phishing focus on senior management. There's also been a switch to finding the easy attack path by hackers. And to give you an example, the introduction of chip and pin on credit cards has made it really harder for trigger attacks when the card is present. And so there has been a switch to when the card is not present, so mainly online cases. Another interesting trend that has come up in the past year is an increase in insider threats. These are people within organizations. And according to a report by Panaman Institute, insider threat incidents on an average cost over $8 million per event for companies. That's a really large number. And these days, the insider threat goes far beyond just information threat. Insiders in general have a large set of weapons that they can use against an organization if they're left unchecked. So think about the trust that you give your employees, your administrators, and your partners that you need to run your organization. And even if this is something that people aren't thinking about, the statistics prove that this is a real threat today in the industry. About 30% of breaches in the public sector were due to insider access misuse. So talk to me about today's perimeter-less world and the kind of security threat that creates for businesses. So we all know that organizations are changing. The way in which people work is fundamentally shifting. Management of employees, data, transactions, all of this happens all over the globe, and operations are now 24-7, 365 days a year. In fact, this morning I logged into my email from Milan, even though my work location is Pleasanton, California. So corporate networks desktop workstations, and static policies in security are rapidly being replaced by global workforces, cloud applications, and employees that need to get their work done wherever they are. So the natural environment now plays a major role in being productive. And when this happens, you see that mobile and being digital is now the new mantra, both at the workplace as well as at home. And with this reality, what happens is the security threats are now even more increasing in nature or complicated in nature. They're taking into account every loophole that's available, every assumption that is made about systems, 
people and process, and these gaps are often architectural in nature. So most of these assumptions are made about attack vectors in order to day-to-day -day work efficiently. So insiders in particular seem to have knowledge, leverage, access, and operational information to give them greater ability to inflict damage on organizations and company data. And the statistics definitely prove that. So according to Verizon, almost 80% of respondents in the executive space have said that they don't have policies protecting against data removal. We're also seeing that 45% of IT professionals knowingly build policies that are designed to be misused or circumvented to get their jobs done faster. So I've heard you talk a lot about people-centric security systems. What do you mean by that and how does that play out in today's world? So cloud security in general is a rapidly evolving space. And this is especially true for organizations that are migrating a lot of their business from on-prem solutions to cloud solutions. So managing hundreds and if not thousands of applications is a really huge and daunting task. And maintaining proper security controls separately is almost impossible at this point. So having a set of grounding rules and functions allows organizations to operate efficiently and are able to adapt themselves to a lot of these new realities that we just talked about with workplaces changing. And at Workday, we build our software to put people at the center because we believe that empowering employees drives successful businesses. And with that in mind, and with the fact that Workday is the master of HR data and identity information, given your people get hired in Workday, they move from one job to another, and that information is stored within Workday, we're able to provide personalized, secure, and seamless experience for almost all of the users that are not only within the Workday ecosystem, but even outside. And every digital transformation journey in all organizations requires something that isn't changing every day. And that something for you is your user. And for us, it's our platform that can empower you to empower your users in turn to have a better journey. And this is possible for us through our unified architecture and our philosophy of power of one. So you've led us perfectly into the topic of zero trust. For our listeners who don't know about this concept, can you explain and maybe give some examples of how it works? Yeah, certainly. So zero trust is one of the most commonly used buzzwords in the security industry today. And the reason why this is relevant today is not because this is a new technology. It is mainly because it is a new philosophy or a philosophy that's currently there to keep people and assets safe for the next few years. And the idea is that this model builds on the concept of trust after verifying someone's identity. So this includes access to users, resources, and devices. And if you look at the 2008-2009 timeframe, a large number of global organizations were targeted in a highly sophisticated attack, and this is now globally known and dubbed as Operation Aurora. And while most of the companies responded by strengthening their perimeter defenses, so all their external perimeter aspects, Google as a company developed a security architecture which is known as the Beyond Corp framework. And this framework incorporates the concept of zero trust, and it basically runs on the assumption that anybody inside the corporate firewall is just as suspicious as anyone outside the firewall. And this makes a lot of sense given what we talked about, which is insider threats are becoming the most important aspects to think about when it comes to mm -hmm. security. This isn't just a workday concept though, right? The, the analyst community has been talking about this for a while, I think. Why has it come into such a sharpened focus now? 
Yeah, definitely. Zero Trust is not a framework that was developed by Workday or by any one of these companies. Zero Trust is a security framework which was developed by Forrester Research Analyst. His name is John Kinderbag, and he designed this and developed this framework originally in 2009. And this framework, as I said, throws away the idea of a trusted internal network versus an untrusted external network. So it emphasizes on the model of treating everything and everyone as untrusted unless proven otherwise. And this framework was then taken over by Gartner. They developed the CARDA framework, which just echoed everything that the Forrester framework provided. And they also added focus on not just authentication and authorization at the front gate, but continuously throughout a user's experience when they're accessing a platform. So it incorporated concepts such as adaptive risk-based assessment to identify potential threats. Google then took that one level up they, they started the Beyond Corp initiative. The research paper was published in 2014. And it's one of the marquee examples of zero trust done at a massive scale in the corporate environment. So people and their devices seem to be high on the threat radar when we think about zero trust. Is that, is that right? Is that the case? Definitely. So there's been a huge proliferation of devices in the past several years. If you just think about your everyday life, you wake up with your phone, your alarm is now on your phone, and you go to bed with your phone. That's the last thing you do when you, when you go to sleep. And there's been a lot of data to prove this. So according to statistical research, the total installed base of Internet of Things devices, these are devices that are connecting and connected to the Internet and are used every day, there are about 75 billion worldwide by 2025, at least that's what the research says at this point. And this is a five-fold increase in just 10 years. And these devices are now accessing corporate information every day. And with the shrinking perimeter and people working from everywhere, these devices are now becoming an active part of identity verification and are therefore clearly a major part of the zero trust philosophy. So it's really, really critical to verify a user's identity by understanding their de device ecosystem, understanding the signals and behavior from past logins, and then to carefully authenticate their validity through their session duration in business applications. So this is not just with a Workday perspective, this is for every business application that a customer should be using. And from our side on Workday, our path towards zero trust will help us design and develop a framework that considers both people and their devices while determining access. So different factors for verification seem to be constantly emerging. I know for my personal devices, this is confusing for me. When you look at the landscape, which factors offer the best protection or is it not really a, a one-size-fits-all answer? I think that's an interesting question. It's, it's almost common knowledge at this point that passwords have outlived their efficacy. So not only are stolen weak and default passwords behind 81% of data breaches, they're definitely a drain on a lot of people, time and resources within organizations. Maintaining passwords is a daunting task and expecting people to be careful and cognizant of the passwords that they set in everyday life is very difficult as well. So simple measures like enabling multi-factor authentication for all sign-ons is definitely a great start for customers to protect their employees and their data. And our customers come in different shapes and sizes. So having a single option is definitely not going to help with a good identity verification experience for everybody. So we're constantly working towards building multiple factors that customers can deploy within their workday tenants. This provides for a seamless login experience for end users and it avoids support tickets for our customers. 
And our latest investments are basically around passwordless authentication. We're trying to figure out how can we eliminate passwords or how can we make it easier for people to log in. And we're utilizing the web author and standards. Workday is very standards-based when it comes to security. We believe in reusing standards that different parts of the world have looked at and have approved. And this particular standard was put together by W3C and the FIDO Alliance. Context-driven access seems to be changing the game when it comes to improving security. How does that work in the real world and how is Workday enabling this? So almost every decision that we take in real life is context-driven. The answer might not end up being the same depending on the situation that we're in. So let's imagine we're in Milan, we're walking into a store and we see a dress that we really like and it's a winter dress. And the purchase decision on whether we want to buy this dress or not might depend on whether there's going to be a sale next week, depends on the season we're in, the price of the dress, if there's an occasion that's coming up that might want us to purchase the dress, etc. right? So the answer might be yes if it's around Christmas time and the price is really low, but the answer might be no if it's in the middle of summer or if the item is at full price. So our vision is to take the same concept of using context to drive decisions and use that within the product. So the idea is for us to take identity information from Workday and use it as the source of truth in other business management applications so that it's truly your source of truth when it comes to context-driven access. And this drives granular access not just within the scope of Workday, but also in the scope of all business applications. And identified users and devices help determine granular and contextual access that should be granted to applications like Workday. So I know you want to avoid problems altogether, the whole idea of prevention is better than cure, so they say. And from a risk perspective, does that apply when it comes to assessing, predicting, and preventing threats? Absolutely. That being said, it's important to note that there's absolutely no single silver bullet that you can use when it comes to prevention. So regardless of where a customer stands in terms of their security maturity, I think every organization and company needs to not only think about how to prevent incidents and threats, but they also need to come up with methodologies for incident detection and creating concrete runbooks that they can use for incident response. So being prepared and keeping these blueprints ready will come in handy if the situation arises. And automation can also prevent these issues in the very first place. So being able to look at all of the metrics and data that systems like Workday provide and to be able to look at anomalies that you think are necessary based on your business requirements is a critical way in which you can prevent some of these breaches in the first place. And our teams are working on providing very clear signals pertaining to user behavior, their sign-ons, their login attempts, the IP addresses that are being used for them to come into the system. And all of these can be used to define and assess risk around user access and session management. So that's definitely one of the areas where we're taking our roadmap in the next few years. And my last question for you, this isn't something tech vendors alone can solve. I know Workday is working hard on it. Um, there's a real journey, though, that involves the whole community. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah, security has always been and will continue to be a shared responsibility. And adopting a zero trust model or framework requires commitment from all parts of the organization and different companies around the world. Getting everyone on board and keeping everyone aligned and informed is definitely the key to success when it comes to security. And at Workday, we're constantly looking for ways to partner with our customers to build solutions that help them get closer to their security goals. And this also allows them to have a holistic security story overall. So 
the general ask would be take security seriously, think about it, and partner with us to make this story better for both you and for us. Archana, thanks so much. I've learned a lot today. Thank you for sharing your perspectives on the IT security landscape and how Workday is addressing these security challenges. Uh, and to our listeners, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Judy. Thanks.